What's going on guys? Welcome to another episode of Eastern Current. I think Zane here is a little cursed because every time we try to do a Skype episode, it just crap. We were we got like a hundred, an hour and 15 minute episode recorded two days ago it's, and it crashed on us right at the end. It's my discount internet service. <laughs> well, I'm on with Cricket cell phone. Oh, so, right. I mean, it could be me too. I, I still do have a Spectrum internet, but um, yeah, we're today we're going to talk about spring bonita fishing and just kind of some of the um, casting that you can do in the ocean um, this time of year uh, as it starts to warm up a little bit more especially um, we did an episode not too long ago talking about kind of bottom near shore bottom fishing fishing vertically for sheep's head and tog and redfish and black drum and all that uh, but we're gonna we're gonna really take a look today at like bonita in particular but talk a little about albacore maybe some spanish mackerel and and uh but specifically how to target the bonita um, this time of year I do want to say uh, this episode is sponsored by um, First Class Glass here in Wilmington, North Carolina. They do uh, anything from small gel coat repair to full boat restoration. You can get your motors repainted. Um, they can take an old beater boat and make it look brand new and do a really good job. Put new floors in it. Uh, pretty much anything that you want to do with fiberglass, they can they can cover it in painting and whatnot. So. Um, like I said, this episode is sponsored by them. I will link all their information in the show notes for the podcast as well as for the YouTube channel. Um, but definitely go check them out. It's it's almost spring, great time of year to go get your your stuff done. And they got a really good turnaround. I know he does a bunch of the warranty work for a bunch of the shops here in town, um, a bunch of the big boat manufacturers. Um, but they do have a good turnaround time, and uh, you should you, you'll be stoked. You know, get that boat looking right before summertime hits. Um, also, go check out the Facebook group. Uh, Eastern Current Fishing. Check us out on Instagram, Falling Tide Fishing. Falling Tide um, underscore fishing. Falling Tide underscore fishing. Judd Brock Fishing. Um, and then Eastern Current on Instagram as well. Um, and I think that's probably it. If you, if you do love the podcast, leave us a review on iTunes. That's another big thing that helps out a bunch. So uh, but we'll got to get into it. Um, I, me and Zane have been talking a bunch. We, we talk a couple times a week about, about kind of what we're doing, what, what's going on fishing-wise. And... Uh, I will say that I think both of us are a little burnt out on doing the same thing. So, so over and over and over. So we're both excited about some Benita showing up and being able to get out in the ocean and do it a little differently. Sure. Um, but let's let's start out kind of talking about you know what it is. Or, or let's talk. I think one the one we recorded the other day it was we started with uh, where do we find these fish? Like getting out there. What, what are we looking for? You know, before we're actually looking for the fish. I guess. Okay, so I guess we'll take it even back a step further. Is yeah. when we're looking for them. When we're looking so for them. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to bust the inlet as the as first light is coming yeah. like coming on. Yeah. Like at, at when you can first see you know the bow of your boat. I'm I'm trying to be busting the inlet. Yeah. And at first light, I'm trying to be setting on where I'm going to be fishing. Yeah. And that's just like um, a lot of pelagic species. That's the for time sure. they're going to be up top feeding on top. You're able to visually fish for them. They're yeah. going to be busting on bait. I think you mentioned last year they were busting on some pretty big stuff. Yeah, some big baits. Um, so, uh, well, you know, I'm trying to be out there early. Um, you can definitely catch them if you can't get out there early, but I think... The bite's definitely hotter in the morning. Hotter in the morning. Sure. So um, It's one of those fish that really plays true. I'm, I think a good place to start is any type of, you know, live bottom ARs you have or... Um, any type of any type of structure in the ocean that's going to hold that bait, right? Um, and that bait will rise to the top and it'll, it'll bring the yeah. um, bonito with it. It seems like I, I guess those fish rise to the surface because as the light starts to get up, it's going to be brighter near the surface, so everything can see better. Everything in the water column early in the morning. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, that, I mean, that's a theory. 
Yeah, I guess I don't know if the bait's rising to the surface or if they're chasing the bait to the surface. Yeah. I don't really know. Um, I guess it depends on what they're eating for sure. But um, yeah, I think a great place to start is any type of um, artificial reef or yeah. near shore hard bottom. Um, and then you know you want to start with something along the lines of this. A small uh, a small casting jig is a good thing to just have tied on always for when sure. you're in the ocean, but especially this time of year. Um, and you know you're able to unpin this and, and cast and you know a lot of times last year um i never made it to where i was going right you know, a right. lot of times you would get out and bust the inland you have a destination in mind you just kind of end up in the middle of nowhere right. um casting at busting fish and then um i think around you know an hour after sunrise yeah. you're, you're you're fishing those fish pretty tight to, to structure. structure yeah i agree um, do you do you feel like there's a water temperature that really keys you into starting to look for these fish? Is there a specific 58 degrees. 58 degrees. 58 degrees. Dude, it's crazy how like exact water temperatures can be. It's like not 57.6. Yeah. Like 58 yeah. degrees is when they're going to be here for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. And once they're here, I think once it varies a little bit. 65. Yeah. I think seven, almost 70 degrees. I mean, yeah. I was... They were was, around for a while last year. It was weird last yeah. year. Normally, it's like a three-week... like really hard and then they're gone yeah. but um yeah it was yeah i was catching them we were catching them people were catching them kingfishing into like like early june right, or whatever right. i think so, i think that just shows i mean those fish don't mind warmer water temps if the bait that they want to key in on is, right. is heavily I th- available i think that's probably why they're standing around you know just like anything the bait's there they stayed yeah they're comfortable for sure. in it for sure hopefully we'll see a similar year to it i mean we didn't get any crazy crazy cold weather you know we're kind of trending the same water temperatures as last year yeah um so hopefully we'll see another solid year of it i um, hope so man i think it's just all blind luck when it yeah. comes to stuff like that but yeah for sure it was it was a really good year last year and also the spring albacore man i i it's love so good yeah I, I i really enjoyed that last year man it was like a and they just keep going and feel like it's not like sure. the same as the fall ones. Dude, yeah, the, the spring ones fight so much harder for spring. Are you really noticed that? Because I feel Dude, like... 100%. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Because I feel like, man, they'll just like, they'll take everything you they have will. on a 3,000, man. Just like a... And then you, They're a little, on average, a little bigger than our ra- More ones. round, more yeah, for and sure. They've probably been down in Florida all winter. Just, just feeding on whatever, more. yeah. So, um, yeah, but the, they definitely pull hard. And I've heard that there's already quite a few out there from like 8 to 12 ten, miles. 10 yeah, miles. 10 yeah, miles. I had, a, I had a buddy catch a few 10 uh, miles the other day. So, that, I mean, if y'all are listening and want to go catch some albacore, this is a great time of year to have it yourself. you got to a lot of times run sometimes a little bit further off the beach than, yeah. than you do in the fall. But that's not always the case. But if you're willing to do that, it's – it's uh, yeah, it can be it. it can be amazing out there, yeah. man. You can just have it all to yourself, just you really acres can. of them. You really can, and, and it's fun. I mean, and I even caught some like just fishing the Liberty Ship last year for. Uh, I got a bugger on another thing. Uh, I'm even fishing the Liberty Ship last year. Yeah, uh, I hung a few catching big, them, yeah, pigs big out there. Yeah, yeah. there. So, uh, well, let's uh, let's let's kind of dive into. We've gone through time of year. We've gone through. Let's talk a little bit more about where they're orienting. So, like you said, catch them in no man's land first thing in the morning. Um, but do you start to uh, and you start to catch them closer to the structure? Do you find it playing true that like larger relief, higher structure holds holds more fish or holds them more often or anything like that? Sure. So, um, I think you know, just like any fish in the ocean, they're going to be drawn to that big structure. The bait's drawn to the big structure. Um, they're going to be there. 
Um, you can certainly catch them in, in smaller relief spots. Like I mentioned to you before, there was a specific ledge that's, I don't know, like five feet of relief, but you could, and you weren't marking any fish. It was the weirdest thing. You know, you weren't marking any fish above the ledge. Right, right. But you would jig on that ledge and you would catch just them. catch them one after the other. And I think, yeah, I mean, like, it's a, I fished that spot. I mean, there was, it, the bite wasn't as hot as it would be as on the bigger structures. But when those bigger structures have 60 boats on them, right. yeah, uh, it just, it's nice to have those smaller spots to run off to. Um, What's funny to me, too, is like, like last year, the Liberty ship was, had a lot of fish on it. Yeah. And, and for me, I struggle with like going to other spots, like burning that morning bite. It's so hard to go look other places. Yeah. When, and it doesn't necessarily have to be Liberty ship. It's like, you might have any of your confident spots and I sure. want to go learn some other little stuff, but it's like, it's hard to push yourself when a fish feeds so much better first thing in the morning to, to check out something else. No, sure. So like what I was doing is I was running to, to the to the hot spot getting that i mean you know there's not too many people busting the inlet at dark no, i mean no, there's you can have it yourself for quite a bit yeah so i would fish them until and even when it is a, a bunch of people out there they're they're not just in that one spot so they're everywhere right, right. um and then you know I'd, I'd bust the inlet go to that spot until it got a little crowded the fish start hugging that structure there's like 80 people trolling over a kitchen yeah, table for sure and then <laughs> and uh that really is that's i mean it is they have that one mark in their thing <laughs> and they just want to run over that one mark yeah. 20 20 times so um i would just get tired of almost yeah, that, getting sunk right. so <laughs> i would just uh pull a troll motor and, and run to a couple spots and and um you there's you know you got to think there's a lot of those spots i think uh, like the one sp- spot i'm specifically talking about is a much larger area than any AR. Right. You know, right. it's just scattered. You know, limestone, yeah. hard bottom. So it's probably holding more bait than anything. Anything. Yeah. But it's just you don't. It's it is spread out, and the fish are certainly there, but they just have more area to cover. There's yeah. not that one specific spot that they all just congregate For on sure. after that um, hot bite. Um, and I think. The morning bites there can be just as just as explosive and just as good as anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. You know, it's just like you said; it's all confidence. You know, wherever you feel comfortable. For sure. um, you know, and that being said, please be safe running in the dark. You know, if you yeah, are, it's, if it's something you're you're capable of, then you know, be cautious. If it's something you're not, you know, there's definitely still fish to be caught. I mean, we caught. I busted out there and caught them in the afternoon. You yeah, know, so um, don't uh, don't think you have to run with the lights on to, to yeah. catch them for sure. You and I sat beside each other last year in the middle of the day. Well, and, yeah, we got out there them. like noon and yeah, caught them. Yeah, caught so. That was actually a pretty good little bite that day. That was, uh, the, that specific time, I did catch like three big albies, man. Yeah, and we caught a couple albies. Yeah, too. and I was like, every time I caught I was like, that's not a bonito, man. Yeah. It's just like rip and drag. I hope it's a bonito, but yeah. it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah, Elias that day was trying to do something. He, he was he, chumming. He was chumming with yeah. like tiny frozen yeah. glass windows. Oh. He was like scooping them off. He, he ordered them or something. I can't remember where he got them. He always has some like off the wall. Dude, I, he, was, he, was, he was like, man, the headboats up in New York do this. And I was I'm like, sure they do. I know you can absolutely like, I have friends in Florida who use um, um, the same kind of thing. I'm not sure. They may be using little glass windows, but they're using, they're just, use, they're just scoop. They have like a, they use like a tea thing. 
and they're just like steadily doing it and they'll fly fish the the falsies in, really? the, in the chum slip yeah oh, so they, if they have like a fly client that's out there whether they're trying to do tarpon or anything really yeah um and they inshore bite slow they'll go out to the pass and just kind of yeah just chum, chum up. up the albies and that's catch awesome. them on fly that's super which probably would work here and i don't know about yeah, in the fall because there's they're they're definitely well there's so much bait here when they're here usually that's, yeah, that's the why they're here like, yeah. that's why they're here um yeah it's just different with those things down different. there man it's funny man it's yeah. crazy how different it can be like how f- same I mean, they're fish. the same fish but same they just water temperature. So differently yeah um, and I guess a lot of that has to do with what they're eating and how they're having to eat it. But yeah, um, well, cool. So yeah, high relief, low relief, it can all be good. You're just really looking for that bait. Now, will you ride around? How often are you riding around looking at your sounder and like, all right, there's a school of bait. Let's fish here for a little bit. Man, like, or are you just more orienting near the bottom and just blind casting? You were okay. So like, there was like it. It was so different last year because we talked like it was so many boats out there. So right. there would be like, I feel like a. A group of fish people it'll be like two people fishing those group of fish and then everybody's fishing those group of fish and and they just kind of bust up and then you kind of do it get them in groups off like just feeding you know mid-water column yeah um you know out off in no man's land and you can certainly mark them in a couple times i mark them in and just yo-yo a jig under them and and, oh, yeah. and figure it out and then you'll catch four or five and they're gone um i think once the sun's like high enough to where like it's 10 o'clock or whatever you're better off casting to structure and just bring it off ripping it back or slow winding it back and, and that um that you know predator instinct of that bait trying to get away they can see it they'll come grab it because it, it, i think they just i don't know it's weird man they just orient with structure so tightly right in mid midday that it, it's just riding around looking for them. a lot of times if we were marking fish or marking bait it was probably albies now that we're thinking about it but they just wouldn't eat you know 10 o'clock mm-hmm. you, my, the only way i caught them was casting to structure and just ripping it back man. yeah yeah that's uh yeah that's funny it, it, it's cool i think what's so cool about fishing or what i really like about fishing is like yeah there's lots of ways to catch each fish and i want to know how to do every one of them like, sure some people will just settle into like Oh, I'm going to troll for these fish, or I'm going to catch redfish on top water in the summer, and that's it. Or I'm going to go trout fish with a trout trick, and that's it. You yeah. know, like learning all the little techniques and different ways to catch them definitely opens up a lot of doors. And and even if you know you're out there one day and they'll eat anything you're throwing to them, you know it's it's still nice to have. Yeah, you know, to know exactly what they want. Exactly man. And there was definitely days out there where there was guys trolling and catching them, and I wasn't catching them, and there was just as many of the days opposite where like they're out there trolling deep divers and yeah. spoons or whatever and we're they're just sitting there wearing them out you know and they're not catching them at all right right um and that's when they start running over you <laughs> yeah. yeah that's yeah. Uh, that's when it gets a little frustrating yeah you gotta move and find somewhere else well cool well, let's dive into um some of the baits that that you like to fish and that i like to fish um kind of colors you know size and and then go into how we like to fish them so i'll let you start start first let's start with like casting and jigging and go through that casting thing. and jigging all right so what i what i like is something I'll, pink was the magic color last year yeah um so whatever you got pink was was pretty much working but just um imagine this is pink um i like to take some <laughs> I like to take something like this and um, a uh, tip that helps me out um, passed down from Kevin Colley himself um, would be upgrade the split ring and put an old 
um, DOA shrimp hook. And um, what that enables you to do is you're kind of tossing. I order all these off of line. These are like cheap molded um, casting jigs. They work just as good as anyone you would buy in the tackle shop, I feel like. Um, you know, the, 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 up, the plus you get from the tackle shop is good split rings, good hooks. These are all garbage. They come in a package like this, and, and you can I can pretty much just take these out of the pack and straighten that hook right now. So they're going to have to be replaced anyway. I like to put a single J hook, and um, what that allows you to do is you, you, you might not hook as many fish, but you, the fish you do hook, you keep pinned. Um, and you can also, you can also um, you know, muscle down and crank something in with this hook. This is like a, I mean, I think Mustad or VMC, I don't know what DOA uses, but... It's, uh, I'm pretty sure it's a Mustad hook. It's stout, man. Yeah. It's, um, it's a stout hook. Not you you can... I'll j- I, I, this is the same setup that I use to jig fish on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I've definitely caught 40 plus inch reds on this with tight drag. You're able just to muscle them into the boat. And you're in the um, Bonito and, and, and Albies and stuff like that. You, it just seems like you lose so many right at the boat trying to land them. Definitely. They just pull the hook or shake the hook or whatever. And like this right here, the the landing ratio is just so much better just having that like, like you can just flip them in man you yeah. can build dance them for sure so um and you know that's pretty much what i'm running you know you can go smaller you can go heavier this is a 17 gram um this one's gonna the flutter on these little 17 grams i mean they're not really heavy but they're he- they're heavy enough to with with trout t- tackle you can still sling them a country mile so um, and, and they have that little flutter, um, which is kind of what you're looking for when you're subsurface jigging these, we talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, you know, they very pointy at, at the top. So if you are casting and, and, um, at busting fish, they will skip a little bit. Yeah. The um, flat side. Yeah. Flat, well, I mean, it's even like plain. It's like, yeah. it's like meant to do that. I, I don't know. It makes it harder for the fish to eat it which is not ever what you want right right <laughs> um it can be a very natural presentation for sure but when, when it's staying just under the surface they definitely can grab yeah. it better. so i would even say for subsurface this is definitely the best you're able to yeah. jig it you're able to yo-yo it. it it even has like a little flutter when you reel it it causes it, it i think that just that being that thin in the middle causes it to kick when you're reeling it in um, which gives them some action. Um, and speaking of size too, that was one of the fun things about the Bonita is is like sometimes throwing a bigger jig helped out. You know, yeah, with the albacore sure. a lot of times I feel like you're smaller the smaller better. the better. Yeah. And sometimes they'll get on a certain bait and it really doesn't matter. Key it in, yeah. You know, having a little bit of stouter rod to throw a heavier jig can definitely you know can definitely help grab some bites. Sure. This is one that I'm excited to throw. Like this guy that makes these jigs for me. Um, that thing. He uh, he's putting all these. He's got all these like crazy little add-ons now, <laughs> but this little flashy tail, and then using this. Have you have you jigged much near shore with the cyst hooks as opposed to like J hooks um, or trebles? Or so yes. Yeah, so there's actually Cabela's makes a makes a like a small near shore jig, and they're always out of stock. There's some guy whoever you are that buys all the Cabela's jigs online. It's just like incredible they'll come in stock on like a friday and then they're all gone so right. if you don't get it but they're like this big and they do have those two assist hooks um and i think it i think it helps me 
like for like grunts and stuff. Like yeah. if you're like near shore jigging like sea bass or grunts or anything that's gonna on the bottom smack a jig like that. I think for um, and you definitely keep them pinned more than you would do on these little trebles, these like stock trebles. Um, but I think for me, I like this, and I mentioned before. Um, because I like to put a gulp on there sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, you can put those little gulp, like like a three-inch shrimp or, like, a curly tail on this, and it just gives it Does that... Does it want to slide off the hook pad, or since it's kind of sharply bent, it stays on It's on there, man. Nice. So, um, and even if it does come back a little bit, like, it doesn't matter. It's just there right. for, like, it gives it, like, a like a weird, like, swirly action. And yeah, it's, for sure. it's For more than anything, I feel like it just smells. Yeah, a little scent. Um, so, Dude, why uh, is that shrimp biting the butt of that bait fish? I don't know. i got to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, um, but, yeah, that's sweet. I uh, I haven't played around with tipping the jigs with a gulp. But man, I, I fished with a guy local here who, like, we went out a couple years ago, and he was chicken. And I'm fishing a bucktail and gulp for flounder, and... Um, uh, he he's he's fishing this and just like, I mean, stomping you, stomping me, man. Wow. Uh, like over and over again. I'm like, okay, like, let me see what you. Got. <laughs> I'll try it out. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. So, so is that your go-to for flounder now too? If you're dude, flounder fishing, that this is it. If I'm not fishing, like there's con- like there's areas like the other side of the shoals that I just always do better with live bait. Yeah. But like in the clear water that we have. I feel like they see, like, you're jigging this up. I think that's the case because it's just loaded down there. And yeah, you can yeah, just flip that sure. live bait and catch it. Yeah. But here, like, um, on a little more um, heavily fished areas, I think they they see that, like, I'm jigging this pretty high and then just, like, serving it back down to the bottom. Yeah. And you'll catch gray trout. You'll catch grunts on this thing. Wow. You'll catch, I mean, red. I've caught, I've been on a spot fishing with a guy with live bait and you're just catching redfish after redfish with this thing just because it's like a reaction bait. They can see it in the water column from a long way off. Yeah, it's coming up and falling back coming down. Coming up, falling down. It catches their eyes flashy and they come up and they, yeah. and they and they eat it. So yeah, this is this is the, the deal. Um, he actually, it's it's a southern blend fish. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He caught a big cobia on this. Did he really? Yeah, <laughs> um, That's super cool. I mean, that, that if y'all take anything from this podcast, it's start rigging your jigs like that. Because another thing you talked about on our first recording that died yeah. is like how versatile that is. Yeah. Where if your bottom, you know, bouncing the bottom yeah. and albacore pop up or whatnot. There's some fish, yeah. yeah. You just pop the gulp off and you already have a casting jig. I mean, it's, yeah. it's no And it's funny how just adding that gulp to that. Allow, I mean, I've it caught it, some flounder on metal jigs, but yeah. they don't typically eat them very well. No, it's, but adding it's, that well, to Well, I think they, they, I've definitely caught, like, I'll go out on a lot, a lot of times by myself, and I'll just be jigging this. Yeah. And I've definitely caught, you know, a good, I think it's more so the how you're doing it for the flounder. It's like, it's not like a, like, jig, 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 jig. It's like, up, 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 and then it's just like, you just like ease it down to the gotcha. bottom it's so it's kinda, slowly it's a gotcha. slow thing and they just grab it yeah, yeah. yeah but um definitely the gulp helps i feel like flounder just like gulp man i don't know yeah they do. um just the heavy scent feeders um dude i was on the berkeley website last night trying to order some stuff oh no everything is out of stock <sighs> i mean i went through every one of their jerk baits and every single color i was gonna get some jerk baits and everyone was out of stock. i didn't look at the gulp but if you uh if you, you were just doing power bait? You were just looking at like the power bait? No, I was just looking at their hard baits. Okay, I got All the, Every hard bait was out of stock. 
So hopefully they're gold. I mean, there's a lot of gold at, at Intercoastal Angler in the tackle shops right now. But but if, if you want to have the tackle you need for the spring, go ahead and buy it right now. Because buy if it's now, anything man. like last year, and I know people haven't caught back up, it's like... No, no one's caught back up, man. I was talking to... Um, um, I'm doing... Um, trying to put together a, a tournament, man. And I was talking to a couple... Um, boat um, boat dealers and manufacturers and they're like um, we're honestly not doing anything like that this year because like we don't have any boats to sell man. <laughs> so it's kind of be like it's like it's one of those things where like they'll sell everything they get but they can't get anything I mean right. they, they have like a bay boat and a center console and a lot that normally has you know two million dollars sure. what yeah. I've heard they've done too is like they're going to be getting more boats throughout the summer, but they're all already they're sold. Paid. Yeah, yeah, no, they're sold. Yeah, so sure. you drive past some boat dealerships in town, they're and empty. Like, they look like they're out of business. Yeah. <laughs> but really, they're doing better than ever. But they're just worried they're not going to be able to. They don't have the inventory to match the demand right now at right, all. So, right. um, dude, that's a whole other conversation of, as far as like our economy and what it's going to do right now. Yeah, it's, it's but it's definitely not a conversation for this podcast, no. <laughs> or if one for me to have. <laughs> yeah, <at all. laughs> me either. Yeah. So. Well, cool. That's something that I'm going to definitely start doing more of. Is and, and I got a bunch of these hooks. Dude, I like to tie flies on the, that mustad yeah, hook. Right this, there. these, the it's just this is the two alt mustad hook. Um, this one I believe is the this one came out of a DOA shrimp I believe or maybe not. It's a little short. Um, this one's a three alt. So whatever whatever one's in the the DOA shrimp, if you get the tail bitten off or whatever, just take that, put it in a hook keep or a cup holder, and then now you have a. Now you have a casting jig. Yeah, that's sweet. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say, take a break for one second. Uh, after this podcast, me and Zane are going to jump on and record another uh, about 10, 15 minutes talking about it. It's completely irrelevant to this, but we're going to dive into spring speckled trout fishing and just kind of some of the stuff that we look for in the spring. I meant to say that at the beginning of the podcast, but um, if you do like the podcast, you can go check out our Patreon page and we'll be over there talking about um about spring speckled trout fishing. It's a great time of year to catch big fish. We're going to so. be dropping GPS locations GPS as well, so. locations. No, we won't be doing that. I don't want anyone <laughs> to go over there and sign up for it expecting the GPS locations. But but we'll get back into it. I thought it was a good little segue time. Um, so I think one the one part we've missed about the jigging um, is the retrieve. Like what is the retrieve as far as for Bonita? Let, let's talk about Bonita and Alcor because you'll see both of them out there right. somewhere. So what, what's the big difference in the retrieve? So there was definitely times out there, um, you know, in the past, last year, years, years, years past, um, that they want a varied retrieve where you're kind of like jigging it really. Yeah. Let that sink. Jigging it's kind of going it, really, like this. Yeah, it's kind of going like this through the water, and I don't know if that's because you're trying to find where they're at, or if they're just like sitting below it watching that. Yeah. Um, and then there was times where like they would not eat it unless it was dropped to the bottom and just burned all the way in. I mean, as fast as you can. And, and great way to break a rod tip too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had I had one eat it. Like I could see my jig, and then there's like out of nowhere, like almost dropped the rocks. I was just like, caught. It's like, oh god, like <laughs> yeah. But um, so uh. That that is what I'm doing. I'm I'm casting. I think I said this before. I'm not vertically jigging. I mean, you that is definitely a way to do it. I'm casting like I'm I'm setting up on structure as I would set up on structure in four foot of water to trout fish. Right. Like I'm backing off a good casting distance away from that, and I think that gives you the time to give them to see that jig and then follow it. Like right, it's like. Right. 
Um, you got to think about where they're oriented in your cast. Yeah. And if you're sitting right on top of where they want to hang out. In my mind, they're just like, just, they're just, wherever that structure they're, they're fishing is, they're just kind of on the outside circling that structure. And they're looking for any type of bait fish that's holding on that structure that they can't get to, to leave that safety of that structure and become accessible to that yeah. bonito. So when you're casting over the structure or over the ledge or whatever you're doing, you know, a, a pelagic fish isn't going to, like a red, like a, like a redfish will bust up in that ledge and bust up the school of bait or whatever. And cause he's just cut from a different cloth, you know, they can right, right. nose into that rock and whatever and dig and dig for, for sure. crabs. Well, the, you know, Bonito is not going to do that. You know, they're a pla- they're pelagic. They're, they don't, they, they don't have tough skin. They're not going to be nosing into any type of structure. They're, they, they're going to capitalize on whatever is outside of the safety of that structure. So, the one fish that slips up. The one fish that makes the mistake. So you're hoping that they think your jig is that one fish, and you're casting, you know, past the structure, letting it sink down to the level of the structure, and then bringing it back to the boat as fast as you can. Sometimes varying retrieve, sometimes just to the point where they're gonna think, oh no, there's one that was just there, and now it's going, oh, right, getting right, away, right. and then they'll just come hammer it. Is the goal <laughs> anyway? Um, it, that that's a really good way to put it. Like, and, and for me, what that kind of opened my eyes to is, it, like, one thing I haven't thought about too. I'm not always thinking about where I'm orienting on the structure. Like, I want to be on the structure, but also putting yourself in a place that your whole cast is yeah. is really productive. You're in the zone longer yeah. than like. I mean, th- I mean, if you're trying to, you know, I feel like anytime you're fishing with artificials, you're trying to recreate a, a scenario that would be happening anyway right. how often is there like a sardine just bolting towards the top straight up i mean probably never. <laughs> never so it's 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 good to have that and it's just like i mean you know as well as anyone like trout fishing like you can and it's always like i learn a lot i fish with a lot of bass guys man yeah. and like you learn a lot about like like because you know they a lot of times current isn't always a factor there but right. But the boat positioning and and the angle of retrieve is like Definitely. matters so like i'll I fish with a guy, man. He'll he'll he's a he's a he's a crankbait nut. So like he's a weirdo anyway. But he'll he'll fish a stump in in a, in a lake. But he'll fish like a pinwheel around that thing, and and he'll cast twelve times at that stump and beat the stump with a crankbait every time, and he'll catch that fish on the you eighth know cast eighth cast, like dude, like at a different angle. He's circling that stump. So I feel like it's. You know, just like, you know, I try to do that with trout fishing, you know, any type, you got to figure out what swing they want or in the right. current or, um, so they're, they're choosing, especially like a bass, but also a bonita, but a, they're choosing where they think is going to be the best place for them to sit and ambush a bait. So right. sometimes that bass is going to turn around and eat it the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah, hammer. Yeah, sure. But, but most of the time he's waiting for that one bait fish that Come comes over top in the right head. direction and then he's going to eat it that way. Yep. That's sure. the thing with those bonita. You can imagine like if they're swimming... And yeah, I see with redfish so often. Like if I've got a school of redfish this time of year, it can be a thousand redfish. Mm-hmm. And they're swimming directly away from me. And I throw out in front of them and I bring that jig back through them right at their faces. No. A lot of times I will never get a bite. Right, yep. Um, and it's because it takes a lot more effort. And I think their little small mental capacity is like, all right, by the time I turn around on this bait and get to it, yeah, waste of energy. It's a waste yep. of energy and yep. waste of time. I'm not going to be able to catch it. Sure. Um, it's going to take off. and But but I think that's probably the same thing with the Bonita. They're swimming so fast yeah. that when you bring a jig through them, they're probably not turning around. You, you, mm. you're, you've you got to get that quartering angle on yeah. on where they're at. And maybe that's 
I could be completely Maybe wrong Maybe a little too that. technical. Yeah, but who but, knows? <laughs> uh, but, I mean, definitely with the albacore, you, you'll see sometimes, too, like throwing and bringing it oh, straight man. to the face that won't eat it. Yeah, no, you got to – yeah, it's got to be their idea, just like anything. Angle. Yeah, letting them feel like they found it for sure. Yeah. Um, so, does color play – I know you said pink was the hot one last year. Is there any other colors that you'll you'll play with? I think the worst color I did with last year was just like something like this, like which is like – makes sense that I would bring this one as the example, but – um, anything, it looks like it's been chewed up pretty good. This one's been chewed up by a bunch of Spanish, so or maybe Grey Trout, who knows. But um, any, anyway, the shiny, like, um, metallic silver color that would, yeah. would be, like, what you would want for King Mackerel or, um, or Spanish Mackerel or whatever did not – was not the winner for the Bonito. The winner for the Bonito was something, um, you know, let me see that. This one? That one. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. I mean, this Pink is blue. this was made by someone else. That this and it has this little tiny metallic strip, so it's still able to catch the sun and um, a little flash. A little flash, but it's just just the matte finished, non-metallic finished pink or blue or this little color yeah. it's a little too shiny but that yeah so, well. something like this man um you know i think i had i think i had some like um some like uh sardine pattern like sardine green or whatever oh, like like a like a matte green um with a white you know it was different mold in this but very similar but it was just green on the top white on the bottom and that one strip running down a the little middle bit of flash um, and, and that, that did it. I, I was, you know, I was using these last year as well. Um, these are, these are cheap and these fish do have teeth. So it's kind of, um, what I like to do is have a few of these on the boat and, few nice ones. and keep them in the tackle box. And then if these aren't working, cause some days they, like you said, they were eating everything. Right. right. Um, and, and then some days it was like the most finicky fish that I feel like there was, man. Um, so yeah, that's a good one. That's a good color. Yeah. You know what you could do with these two? It, the, the paint's going off. If you built yourself a lure turner like that, yeah, just you, paint could, them. you could paint them in epoxy. Just epoxy top coat them, and yeah. you would never, ever lose yeah. that color. Yeah, it would stay on there. So, I mean, that would that, that lure turner right there, you can't see it on the camera, but that's a like a $30 uh, grill rotisserie thing that I mounted on that <laughs> thing. And yeah. All that stuff so, the there. only thing, man, is like, I feel like... With these, like I feel like the 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 better they get like this, I feel like they work better for like the bottom fish. Oh, just kind of beat up. A just bit. like looking weird, looking like, like kind of metallic, kind of white. I don't know. Well, um, let them get like that, and then paint them. Then paint them, yeah. Keep them forever. <laughs> um, well, sweet. Well, let's. Did you catch any? This color right here is crazy. Yeah. It's like a. It yeah. Honestly, looks like a red. Fish. Those are the that those these colors right here work really good on like. The other side of the shoals, bottom, the nice. red fish, nice the big reds, yeah. Okay, I like that color um, a lot. Sunburst. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, cool. Well, let's move into go from casting to, uh, well, we're still oh, casting. Let's, let's we'll talk, talk about trolling a little bit, but let's talk about this other lure. So, so one, this is a Yosuri Magmino. They make them in different weights. Um, I don't know the weight of this one, but um, basically it's, it's a heavy, it's a sinking hard bait. Um, and... I don't know if it's designed to troll it or designed to cast it or whatever, but it casts really well. It, the weight transfer is good, and you're able to cast it at busting fish. Um, and for me, what this gave me the ability to do last year was when those fish are seem to be busting in one spot, I'm able to kind of keep this bait 
there. It's I'm working it like I would kind of work a, you know, a mirror really, or well, I guess faster than a mirror, but you're kind of just like twitch, 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 stop it, and then it'll sit there and kind of sink down. And a lot of times they would grab it on that pause, um, and you're also able to. You know, cast that past them and crank it through them just like you would a yeah. uh, metal. I just feel like a lot of times there's it always happens to me, man. Um, like you'll, you'll like fish will come up um, and you're able to make one cast on them, and then like you you've realized that like if you're still watching the fish bust in front of you when you've already realized like oh I'm not gonna catch them this time. Right. right. So um, this gives you the ability to kind of keep this. I think this one goes down like. It like five feet and just stops okay. there, man. Um, and there's also, um, I, th- I don't even know if they, I think so. I think they've turned this line of stuff into the what is now the Yozuri vibe. The vibe, okay, yeah, yeah. So, like, they vibe. make a they make a small vibe, which I think I need to go on in order now. Um, now that I just thought of that, but um, it just it gives you the ability to fish a hard bait that's still got that metallic, the pink, um, and you're able to kind of keep it in their zone, right. Um, longer than you would be able to do with like a piece of metal or whatever. Yeah, that's cool. That's super cool. Yep. Um, it's funny, man. Those fish, like sometimes they want it slow, sometimes they want it fast, like with the albacore and the bonita. And I know you've done it. I've talked to Elias. He's done it. Like bringing back a bottom sweeper jig or like oh, a, smack a, it, a, man. Yeah. a Carolina treats jig real fast and you end up hooking them on that. Like yeah. they're they're just, they're aggressive. They're fired up. You get something in front of them this time of year. They'll eat it, They'll man. eat it for uh-huh. sure. Yeah, another, have you caught them on soft plastics ever? Yeah, so man, I didn't bring a example of that with me, and I might did I leave one here. Anyway, the um, Arrowhead Tackle Company okay. makes a it's a buddy of mine. He makes a one ounce bullet head jig, and he'll paint whatever color you want. Yeah, and you can order bulk order from his website. You can order. You can get up with him on. Instagram Arrowhead Tackle at Arrowhead Tackle Company, um, and so yeah, he's he's like yeah yeah, um, so the 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 webs the, the it's just a plain nearshore jig man, but if you put a fluke if you put a Zeman fluke yeah. on that thing a white one, um, that's what I caught more I caught more albies. On that? On that really? this year. Then, yeah, man. It's just like a... Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, just a good... It's ripping. just like there's nothing... There's nothing... Spe- it just... It's streamlined. It goes through the water good. You're able to jig the bottom with it, and you're able to cast that thing. It's little, as much line as you have on your reel, dude. Um, and, yeah, I'm going to save it. Yeah, it's a good tool to have in your bag for sure. And it's just... it's Like I said, it's nothing special. It's a, it's a solid... Um, good hook that you can sharpen like those For hooks sure. are are not something you're gonna have to throw you're not gonna have to throw this jig away after you use it a few times you can here they are yep you can you can um you know sharpen those and he'll and like i said he'll paint them whatever color you want um i love this one dude the orange and green well it's like it's pink and or that one might be on oh, it does have some pink in it yeah i like the pink and green and i put that like cotton candy um zeman like seven inch or five inch um uh jerk shad and and on like clear water deep redfish love that thing man i don't know why i think the cool thing about that too like you're saying the the versatility like you have with that longer hook on that jig is you can jig it on the bottom and then you can just sling sling it it, and and those and and a a a five inch diesel minnow on that thing oh yeah 
Perfect. Crushes it. Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. I would that definitely, would... if you're going to be casting it to, I've never done well with paddle tails for the, for the football fish. No, you um, just want it to kind of. You want it just a dart, and it'll kind of it'll kick. I mean, there's action there, yeah. but you don't want the paddle tail. You want the the jerk shad the jerk or fluke, shad. fluke style yeah. bait. That's sweet. Um, so I know we talked about this in the last, but now it's starting to run together in my head. I'm like, all right, the one that we lost. Yeah. Did we talk about that on that one, or yeah. we talked about on this one? Um, but let's move into some of the trolling scenarios for him. I know that's not your preference or my preference, but we both certainly know it's how to do it. And definitely a, it's definitely it's an effect. It's a productive and effective tactic. So um, if you're into trolling, um, I think I brought this. This is just a, a crystal minnow deep diver. Um, this is like the medium size one. Yeah. Um, there's a smaller one than this. I don't think you can go wrong. I've definitely caught 30-pound kingfish on the tiny one. So, I mean, it's it's flash. It's kicking. Yeah. Um, I always, if I'm going to troll, um, I'll get one that, like, uh, they have the feet that it's supposed to get down on this, on the box. I'll try to vary that to wherever I'm trolling. Like, if I have one of these on the left, I'll put a, a more shallow running yeah. one on the right. Internal sharper. Yep. And you're, they'll definitely eat spoons. I think they were eating back to the pink color uh, um, last year. I, ha- I have a buddy who um, runs a big boat and, and was tro- doing trips trolling for him last year, and he was catching them on the the solid pink, dr- um, not drone spoon, but Clark, Clark spoon. Um, yeah, so um, definitely an effective tactic. I think um, you know what what is good to mention at this point. A good segue was if there is someone casting at these fish like it and vice versa if there's someone trolling you know cutting in front of them and casting at these fish is, is would be i would be considered yeah, disrespectful definitely. and i think it's equally as disrespectful if I, someone is set up casting at these fish and and you uh you troll right past them or in you know so i think a good thing to mention would be like if there's some if you came out there to troll and there's someone sitting um there casting I think a, a respectful distance away, a safe distance away, and try casting for them. You know, yeah. get have a couple of these jigs in your boat. Um, if the bite's not there, maybe say like, "Hey, you guys want to troll, or you troll for them, or um, you know, troll past them or buy them or or whatever." But just when you come so close to someone um, that's casting, you're kind of ruining that. And just I've seen just as many scenarios where, especially on the albacore yeah. um, and and Spanish, you'll have people out there. Um, trolling and, and you know trying to troll for these fish and people cut them off and cast for them. And it's right, just right. it's it's all about it's all about respect when you're out there on the yep. water and just be respectful of each other. Treat people like you want to be treated. Um, always, but especially out there on the yeah. ocean, man. Um, plenty of room. Plenty of room. Um, plenty of room. So, but I think like like I said, like fishing for them with jigs. If you're out there casting jigs at these fish, you know come up, be respectful. Put your trolling motor down drop your anchor, do whatever, but just come off a plane and approach, you know, the, the area slowly, try not to throw a big wake. Um, it's just all about, you know, like I said, keeping it cool out there on the water, man. So, uh, trolling, trolling the drone spoons and Clark spoons is definitely an effective tactic just as well as these deep divers. I think you'll probably get more strikes on the deep divers. Just, and this is pretty much trolling for anything. I think you'll probably on the deep divers get more strikes if they are in that 
um, water column within yeah. that zone, I think you'll definitely catch more on the on the on the spoons. Is that yeah, definitely. Um, and you can catch them so much quicker when you're casting. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you hook one on a deep diver, or especially like a planer rig with a spoon. Are you are you talking about you're just talking about jigs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say you'll yeah. I would I would agree. You, you, I, I kind of missed. Yeah, they, they come these these come with treble hooks. I, I'm I'm guessing you could put something like this on there inline J hooks. Yeah, they've got those those ones that are for top waters. Yeah, inline J hooks and you'll probably keep them pinned. These things just scare me when you have a fish on, man. You just like I feel like you uh you lose probably at least at least half of the fish that eat yeah. those you lose them, man. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm fishing with too tight of a drag with them or something I like that. I think what it boils down to, man, is is if you're going to fish trebles of any on any lure, you need a lot of giving and rod tip. Right. Because if if it's got like um I might on loud too. Yeah. It's probably going to go off in a second. Um if you've got a heavy, um, there we go. If you've got a, a heavier rod tip on it, there's really no give, and so that you, and, and it's the, like loosening the drag. I've seen doesn't really affect no, no, it at all. Yeah. It just needs to have that give where it's keeping the same amount of pressure as that fish pulls. You know, sure. Um, so a lot of times fishing these on like maybe a little bit stouter live bait rod. Yeah, uh, like your King Mac rod or something like that could do better. And I usually, if I'm trolling, I'll fish the uh, the little ones, I've, or I'll fish the big ones too. But I've got some little ones that are like this green and blue. Yeah. That do real well, and then I do I do fish the spoons a lot on number two planers. Yeah. Um, but playing around with the depth, having a couple different deep divers, having a couple different size planers. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think a good thing, a good thing to keep in mind for people who like trolling, and I see this happen so much out there, and it just, um, if you're if you're trolling for fish and you and you're making a circle or making a loop or doing whatever you're doing um i think it's good to have that i know a lot of them have that man overboard feature or you can just store a waypoint like if you catch one then hit the button on the on the on the or just kind of look around where you're at it but you know electronics just hit the button where you caught that fish and then continue to make that loop and then if you catch another one there and another one there, and then they're all in the general same general area. Well, those fish are you got to think what's going on below the surface. Those fish are holding to something, so it would probably work out to to you know stop trolling for a minute, bring the lines in, go to that location where you're catching those fish, and try catching them on jigs. I think yeah. you, you were talking about earlier. You'll definitely like for the time it takes you to get a fish in on this, do back the circle, get the line back out. You could have caught three on this, man. 100%. And it's like they'll they'll get fired up and you we were talking about it last time, man. Like there'll be like a 30 minute period or a 15 minute period where like you can't not catch one. Right. And I think having having the ability to use a jig and sit over top of them or cast these fish gives you the ability to capitalize on that short bite man 100%. i mean yeah you've got to be more dialed in the exact area where they want to be but if you if you find that area the right. jig is going to really let you yeah and i think and I, and I and i mentioned like i i trolling is a very effective way to find fish man so 100%. like if you're out there and you don't have good electronics or if you don't out there, I mean, you can certainly do this. In a John, there was John boats out there last year doing it. So there were some tiny boats on some gnarly days sitting out there. <laughs> yeah, dude. man. I went out People one morning. Were angry at a bonito last year. I had a buddy. I had a buddy come to town, and he's he's seaworthy, man. So it was like really sporty. And I was like, dude, let's just run out there because I think one thing that needs to be mentioned is how good these fish are. Taste, man. Oh the, yeah. The Atlantic bonito is like one of the my favorite fish to eat. And last year, I would I was bringing out this glass bowl of uh, 
a little bit of lemon juice, and I was just tossing them in there, and then putting some soy sauce and some uh, yeah, and just eating them raw, man. For ceviche, I guess. Well, it wasn't really having time to cook it, so I got yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, man, yeah, Yeah, I was just I had that on my leaning post, and we're just catching them and eating, just just living up. That's awesome. Um, so uh, yeah, what about God? I got distracted with food again. What was I? Uh, You're good. We were talking about I think the how quickly you can cast to them. I catch them. Small boats. Small boats. Yeah, there was some guys out there, and so and it was like a day that I, in my boat I was like, well, let's just bust out there real quick and come back. Yeah. And it was like four foot seas, white capping, and um, I get out there and there's like three John boats. I'm like really kind of embarrassed, and I was like telling, I was like talking about it. it's gonna be sporty, and we get out there, there's like some dude in a. One of those fourteen foot bug busters. Who is, do you know? What I'm talking about that gray one that was the, out there? with the little bow. Yeah, who, that's it's like a it's like a high tide bug bug buster. Who is that? It, does it have a polling platform on it? No, it doesn't. Uh-uh. I haven't seen that. It one. has like a or it may now. It didn't then. I don't okay. know if you added a polling platform, but that guy was on. like on it. Out yeah, there. he was. <laughs> he was on. Oh, I'd be out there like scared on a bay, not scared, but like puckered up on a bay boat. And he's and, out there he's just. Out there. Woo! <laughs> but, yeah, not to be encouraged, I guess. But hey, man, whatever gets it done. And the water's still cold this time that time of year. Like, yeah, you man, it's up not there, safe. It's... I mean, hypothermic is definitely below sixty degree water temperatures. Yeah. It's, you're definitely flirting with hypothermia. So yeah, just definitely. As always on the water, especially in, in deep water. So, um, but yeah, I mean, th- that's that's kind of what it boils down to. If you're trying to figure out what to do, if you're if you got to try to really locate them. The trolling can definitely be helpful, but if you kind of know where you need to be, the casting can be quicklier or quicker. Quicklier. Quicklier. Mo- more quicklier. More quicklier and productive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can be, you can catch them quicker and be more productive sometimes. With they them. Got, I think yeah. they got what you meant, man. Yeah. <laughs> got your point across. <laughs> uh, I'll go over it one more time now. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, just having a variety of jigs, a variety of lures to troll, um, can be important. Now let's talk. One thing we haven't talked about is the rods you like to throw these on. Man, I mean, let's talk about when you're jigging. I mean, does it vary between the jig and the the casting kind of crankbait? So, not really. I'm using like a medium light, um, medium fast, just this, whatever I'm using for redfish um, inshore. Yeah. Uh, I'm using you know light, pretty light tackle. Um, you know, light rods, 2,000, 3,000 spinner reels, 15-pound braid, 10-pound braid on some reels. Um, nothing nothing heavy. Um, I think uh, last year I was using, um, um, I guess, I was using more. I, I found it helpful to use more, like a, like about an 18-inch stiff piece of stiff leader. So, like, heavier leader than you would normally right, need, right. like 40-pound. Um, and it just helps when you get this thing in the boat and it doesn't end up like all tangled up and yeah, wrapped in your sure. braid, man. For sure. Um, so, I like that. Um, I, you know, just, you know, trout tackle, man. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty much, you know, when you're trolling, um, you know, I have some, you know, conventional, light conventional reels and oh. rods that I'll, I'll throw on for trolling just because they sit in those rod holders better. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, just... You know, normal light tackle. You don't have to buy anything specific. Any anything that you're going to go out and throw a topwater plug with in the morning, you can yeah. certainly um, go out and toss around a, a, a piece of metal. I like it. Um, is there? This is kind of be a harder question to answer than to kind of just do on the boat, but drag wise on the bite, like where where do you want that drag kind of set? Um, 
so I I had it a lot tighter than you would do. Like if you're normally casting these at Spanish, if you're if you're uh, um, if you are familiar with that, I was doing it much tighter just because they do have a little bit more of a um, tougher mouth. Yeah, you can yeah. actually get that in there. Um, I was what I was doing last year is I was like having it not cranked down but relatively tight, and then you'll get that like. With these fish, it's always like rip, 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 rip. The rod loads up. You feel a head shake, and then kind of like once you get them up off the bottom, yeah. you can kind of loosen that drag a little bit and let them do their thing. Just yeah. they'll run until they're tired, and then you kind of yeah, you so don't it's like get the like, reverse of a lot of fishing where you'll tighten the drag, right? And get the bite, just give it a little bit, loosen, loosen, loosen it up, and let them do their thing, and 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 just be mindful of. Where, I'm using a lot of like like I use I have a um. Tsunami, like my th- three thousand four thousand reels are tsunami the shields, oh. and then like my light tackle. Um, is like 2000, the BGs, the dial yeah, BGs. Yeah. And um, those BGs are great for casting and, and trout fishing and, and red, redfish, but like their spool is so tiny. Yeah. The 2000s <laughs> are so tiny. So like a couple times last year, I was out there just having fun. I'm like, oh crap. Like I'm like, almost out of line. Yeah, you can see the little rubber black backing in there. So uh, yeah, just uh, you don't have to have it too, too loose, but yeah. they're explosive fish. And just like any explosive fish, they can... They can definitely pop some line, man. For sure, for sure. Uh, one thing I will share is, uh, you know, if you haven't caught albacore or bonita before, they will change direction real quickly. Oh, so yeah. They'll be going one way and then completely change direction yeah. and fly back the other way. And you and think you, think you, you lost, lost them. them. Yeah, yeah. I've, I had a few clients last year. They, were, they, were, they would like like kind of the same way like oh it's gone and they're like doing something else and it's like (laughs) and and with that they'll break your rock like oh yeah they'll go away from the boat and they'll turn to come straight at the pressure and they'll break it and someone will be sitting there you know like i lost i broke so many rods last year dude they'll and they'll go right under and just pop you on the gun yeah it's so so be careful yeah you know don't think the fish is off until you've got the jig back out of the water without the fish on sure, it. Sure, so, yeah. Uh, it's crazy sometimes, especially near the boat, you'll watch them like go 10 feet one way, turn, fly the other yeah. way, 15 feet, turn. I, had, I, had, I did a four-person trip last year out there, and it was like um, one of those days, man, where it was just yeah. like everyone had a fit. Like all, the whole, I feel like from the time we came off plane to the time we jet back in, like someone had a fish on. Yeah, that's and, awesome. um, and it was – I had a video. I was standing up um, – um, the back of the boat and they were I'll just I was filming dudes like trying to <laughs> <laughs> that's fun man that's all you're like yeah. I'm enjoying watching yeah it. watching like, the guys be careful struggle. with the rods yeah. man it was <laughs> oh man well cool well let's uh, I think is there anything else we need to touch on about the we're at we're at dude we're at an hour so um, let's see we've gone over color size you know changing those hooks out that's another thing some of the baits you get We'll have some pretty terrible treble hooks on them, dude. Like these are garbage, man. Like I, I'll, like you could take these out of here and like. I mean, I can just like straighten that hook right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> like so, you know, test it a little bit. If you yeah. can do that with your thumb, change the hooks out. Yeah. You can buy treble hooks pretty cheap, uh, and you know, color doesn't really matter as far as. This fish, the hooks, like more of a white color or metallic black, whatever. Right, yeah. It doesn't matter. No. You know, oh, no, man, don't you know that Spanish only eat gold hooks? I have heard that. <laughs> uh, gold bear hooks. But gold yeah, that, that's the only other thing I can really think about is, is change it. You know, fish, the, you can try fishing these assist hooks a little bit, but they're, I think they're more so designed for jigging, jigging on the yeah, bottom. Yeah, because it, it's, really it keeps that hook straight up. Yeah. yeah, straight up and down when that fish grabs it. But, um, 
But yeah, I mean, d- definitely uh, change the hooks out, put a little bit stouter. These are some Mustad trebles that, that hold up pretty well. Right. Um, it's all about the J-hook. Hard to really see these. It's all about the J-hook. Yeah. I'm I mean, telling you. Once you... I mean, I mean, it just like the versatility. I guess is just what really helps me. It's just like you said. You like you can go bottom fish with these and don't even have to like change rods. You can rip this to the top and make a cast and catch a Spanish yeah, that's or whatever. Sweet. I'm gonna have to try that out. So, well, guys, I think that's it for for our video. We might try to get out and do a little video catching them at some point when they show up. But um, if you have any questions or comments, leave them. You can leave them on the YouTube video. We'll, we'll try to answer them if we didn't answer them already. Um, and uh, I think that's it. Remember, we're going to go over and record for Patreon right now just a l- little bit about spring trout fishing, kind of some of the stuff that we look for. Book a yeah. trip. Book a trip, yes. If you want to go catch some bonito, if you want to have some fun, and they're great table fare, I think. Yeah, like, they are delicious. One of my favorite, definitely my favorite in this species, like the mackerel, yeah. um, the mackerel variant. These are by far, I mean, you just seared on a grill, yeah. eating raw, Whatever, man. They're just really mild tasting, like great flaky fish. They are. Yeah. There's kind of like when you're saying that, it just reminded me of last year. There's like always this little buzz in the air during when Benita around because everyone's just kind of stoked. Everyone's there happy to go get some food. Yeah, 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 it's a fun. It's a yeah. fun time. Of it's year. a so good thing. If you're not doing it on your own boat, and even if you have your own boat, call us. I mean, it, it it's a cool type of fishery that, that we're happy to share with. And you there's guys. so much, man. Like so many. Like last year, we would go out and catch ten or fifteen of these things, and you have a big cooler full of fish yeah. and you can go I mean there's so much going on in the spring trout fishing not to mention that it was very good last year and consistent more consistent year than I've had on the spring trout pretty yeah. much ever I yeah, think last I year it's really good um, so trout sheep's head is just like insane this time of year and it's the big ones man you're getting those migratory fish sure. front that are moving back up into you know Chesapeake Bay even mm-hmm. no, more north to New Jersey or whatnot. So uh, it's a good time to go out there and, and get it all done. There's plenty to do. So Yeah, it can be a very productive and species, a lot of variety in your species. Fall and spring for me, it's like I know I wake up every morning. I have no clue what I want to do. Plus, turkey <laughs> season too. So I know. I, uh, <laughs> dude, I'm itching to do some turkey hunting. But yeah, but yeah so uh, I'll link all Zane's stuff on here. It's falling, t- falling tide underscore fishing on Instagram. Yep. Mine's Judd Brock Fishing. Um, and if you are interested in extra content, go check out the Patreon page. We're going to hop over there now and, and talk about spring trout fishing. But thanks for checking it out, guys, and we will see you all next week. Later.